Kachuk lost his helmet. He's jawing at Alex Stalock right now. And the Blackhawks goalie puts his helmet on his brow. I think Kachuk is going to get the boot from this game. Going after the goaltender. The guy who's the instigator, but he was going after Stalock. He wanted a piece of him, and Stalock was out of his crease area. Oh, going after a goaltender. Not advisable for hockey players. Just my 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 non-professional opinion. Brady Kachuk there. Keith Kachuk's son. Uh, hockey is such a huge barrier to entry that mostly brothers, sons, and, and nephews are the ones that make it to the show. Uh, this is interesting to see. Daily Sports Podcast. News narratives takes gambling. The Kachuks and the Lemieux, they still have beef from when their dads played, which is kind of adorable. We talked about that last year. Yeah, going after the goalie right there. Um, what a douchebag move. Of course, Brady Kachuk is the captain of the Sens. Probably pretty frustrated after getting his fucking ass whipped. That happened on Monday. It is Controversial Wednesday, but before we get to Controversial Wednesday, we will lead into Controversial Wednesday with some news. Quarterback Mark is starting to unravel itself. Things are happening. The first thing that happened, Derek Carr signed a contract, and then Geno Smith signed a contract, probably based on the Derek Carr contract. And then Daniel Jones signed a contract, but in the middle of that, these numbers are irrelevant. We, whatever spot tracking over the cap have up on their websites in a couple of days are going to be what's reported. Because right now, agents want to make it look like they won the negotiations. Did they win the negotiations? Who knows? Tom Pelissero reporting the Giants are signing QB Daniel Jones to a new four-year, $160 million contract with $35 million. In incentives that he won't meet, like winning the Super Bowl and shit. Jones, 25, comma, would have been the youngest QB ever to get the franchise tag, which they'll now use on Saquon Barkley instead. So they found a way to keep Saquon and DJ together for one more year. The real interesting thing that happened in the NFL QB market yesterday, of course, was Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, former MVP has received the non-exclusive franchise tag. So what is the non-exclusive franchise tag? It's this complicated thing that the NFL invented so that teams don't lose their best players to free agency just because the player wants to go. They're, it's, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Essentially, the way it works is that teams can trade for him, and the Ravens have the opportunity to match the contract they want to give him. Or they can just have him under the current situation for two first-round picks. And I don't think teams are obligated to give up either. I think it's they, they don't have to give up picks that are bequeathed unto them via trade, which is interesting because Seattle, Detroit, Philadelphia. <sighs> trying to remember. There's one other team that has two picks. There are four teams with two first-round oh, Houston. All four of those teams, I don't think, would have to use the pick that they have coming to them via trade to get Lamar Jackson. It would be one this year and one next year, and there would be your picks. So for Detroit and Seattle, really fucking interesting because they have top six picks. But Seattle just signed Geno Smith. The huge part of this, I don't know if this is controversial, but I'll get into it right now. The really interesting thing of the, about this is that a bunch of teams immediately came out and said they are not interested in Lamar Jackson. And there are a bunch of teams that include... Teams that you're like, yo, you need a quarterback. For example, we believe, according to just people that report shit, like Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter and other people, that the commanders, not interested in Lamar. 
The Falcons, not a, the Falcons are not interested in Lamar to the point that they retweeted that they're not interested in Lamar. Check this out. Right? Look at this. Here's Scott Bear, who's verified, and don't know what the fuck that means, reports, Falcons will not pursue Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Atlanta Falcons retweeted. And remember, of course, the Falcons pursued Deshaun Jackson, or Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, excuse me. So who the hell knows? Okay. The Commanders, not interested. Panthers, not interested. Falcons, not interested. They should be interested. Everybody seems to be tying this 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 man to Detroit. I think the situation is a little bit more interesting than that. The New York Post reported on its front page or, or its sports page or whatever, NFLPA boss Demora Smith. Demora Smith is the lawyer that runs the NFL Players Association. The Players Association president is, of course, a member of the union. I think it's still Jeremiah Trotter. Is it Trotter? Trotter? Treader. J.C. Treader, not Jeremiah Trotter. You can see how I get those confused. I'm not taking the, taking the blame for that. NFLPA boss Demora Smith sees Lamar Jackson contract as a pivotal moment. So the Deshaun Watson contract pissed off the owners so much that I think all of the owners are like, we are not going to fully guarantee a contract with a dude that doesn't have an agent. I genuinely get the vibe that the NFL is like, this guy doesn't have an agent. We're not fucking negotiating. We're not going to import this shit show. As everybody's been saying, one of the reasons you have an agent is because somebody in, sometimes in negotiations, you have to call the people that you work for a motherfucker. And when you are the player, when you're the franchise player, sometimes it doesn't feel like you, the player, should be the one doing that. Also, in negotiations, the way it works, and it doesn't have to be personal, but some but players can take it personal, they have to look at you and say, yeah, well, this, 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 and this. Your agent can gatekeep that shit. So you can just have a hunky-dory relationship with the team. That's the point of having an agent. Now, there have been a bunch of players that don't have agents, or have uh, kind of gotten rid of their agents, Bobby Wagner and Richard Sherman. Bobby Wagner and Richard Sherman are going to the Hall of Fame. Also, their market sets itself. They can ask for a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. Lamar Jackson is in completely uncharted territory as a player. He's like a better version of Michael Vick, or he plays at least in a more running-friendly situation. He also is like never... He hasn't played a full season healthy. Everybody, Nobody knows how much last year he was faking. Maybe he wasn't faking at all. Maybe he was faking a lot, but he's missed games two years in a row. The Ravens have taken a step back. Is that on the offensive line? Maybe. Is it on him? Maybe. Is it on the receivers? Maybe. Who knows? But they probably made him mad when they, hey, Lamar, you can't, this can't happen. So the Players Association seems to, seems to understand what the owners understand. It's like, we're not fucking dealing with this guy. He's going to fall in line or we're not going to deal with it. And I think that Lamar, my gut feeling is that he's just going to end up on the Ravens for a deal that he doesn't want. Maybe we find ourselves in a situation where he just sits out. I don't know. I have no idea. All right, let's move on to some controversy. You have to have a couple. Quick one. Uh, the Sheriff's Department somewhere in Ohio, wherever Joe Mixon lives, was it in Ohio or Texas? I'm not sure. Yeah, Hamilton County in Ohio, which I think is outside of Cincinnati, where Joe Mixon, the running back for the Bengals, lives. Uh, the Cincinnati police were responded to a shots fired call at Joe Mixon's house with no arrests were made. This is reported, um, I think, yesterday. Yes, uh, right, actually right after we wrapped up, which is super annoying. Yeah, that is super duper annoying. We'll follow this story. Joe Mixon has a, a, a violent history. Of course, he punched that girl. The girl did start the physical altercation. We'll make that very clear. She followed him. That's harassment. She also touched him first, I believe. That's harassment. He shouldn't have punched the shit out of her. He only hit her once, though. Not, not an excuse for either of them. And the police had their hands tied with that one because he was a star at Oklahoma. That is for sure. I think he was suspended for the year for that. 
So I think that punishment fits the crime there. So he's got a history of kind of rough altercations with women. Um, that's the only one that we know of. So just keep that in mind. Let's get to some controversies. Let's go to chess. This is my podcast. We're going to talk about chess. Chess is having a year, dude. I mean, the chess world is getting cleaned up. So the first thing that happened is this American 19-year-old kid uh, has been fucking cheating, which is a bummer because he's super good. And now um, a very prominent coach and grandmaster named Alejandro Ramirez has been accused of sexual harassment and sexual assault stemming back years. And... I remember when this went viral, I follow follow the woman who accused him. Her name is Jennifer Shahade. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. I just read her shit. I don't watch her on stream or anything. I don't don't know. She tweeted this thing. Time's up. Here are her allegations. Currently, there are multiple investigations underway on Alejandro Ramirez and sexual misconduct, including a series of alleged minor incidents involving a minor. I was assaulted by him twice, nine and ten years ago. I'd moved on until the past couple years when multiple women, independent of each other, and with no knowledge of my own experience, approached me with their own stories of alleged abuse. So the Wall Street Journal has been covering the chess world in a really great way this year, which makes sense. Um, makes chess look better that it's in the Wall Street Journal instead of like NPR. <laughs> but this is the U.S. Chess Federation. This is an American situation, just like the, the Hans Niemann cheating thing. So this guy, Alejandro, has been allegedly, it appears to have been targeting young women calling them women is tough. They're girls between the ages of 15 and 17 for a long time. There are some pretty harrowing instances where he would like lure them to hotel rooms on trips. And remember, this person is a coach and a camp counselor. And these are the people that he's coaching and counseling. And he would say, he would like text these girls and like, hey, bring toothpaste to my room. And then he would like assault them. Often they escaped. They would tell their siblings about it. They he would like try to grope them. He would try to save money on hotel rooms by booking them in the same hotel room. And remember, these like underage children. He is texting them things like, I want to take your clothes off. I'm looking up the legal age of marital consent in your state. Just creepy shit. The real thing about this is that the U.S. Chess Federation seems to have known about this. You just get the impression that part of the problem when things like this happen is that it's not that these groups don't want to do the right thing. It's that they don't. They're... They're 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 lazy and they're scared of accusing this person that is an employee. And then they're just like, well, let's just not deal with it. This is they have been alleged to have making jokes about how he likes young girls. I mean, this is the first incidents were in 2011. They were this woman and not the woman, not Jennifer Shahade. But other women were sure that they had informed, parents had informed the U.S. Chess Federation in St. Louis, which is where chess is in the United States. They had informed them about this as dating far back as 2017 and maybe as far back as 2014. So this is this dude is a problem. I mean, he's a predator. So I don't know what statute of limitations is. I don't know what proof would be in terms of like legal action. They have taken action to get him out of there. Um... FIDE, the governing body, which is a European body, they have kind of banned him from stuff. I'm, we're going to pay attention to this moving forward. I just don't know that justice is coming. I just seems like one of those things where the, it's going to be tough to get people to take the case. And it's just another instance. Like every single organization is going to be impacted by this at some level. It's the enabling of it, which happened. And they were making jokes.
and uh, internally agreed not to consider him for future work after hearing the allegations for him in 2019. So it just wasn't been made pu public. People just don't want to deal with the blowback of having this guy, and then it gets worse, and it's going to come out. But good for good for Jennifer, and I hope the victims are doing okay because uh, like they are victims, obviously. It's unfucking believable. Let's move to the National Basketball Association with more dipshittery. Police in Colorado are investigating Memphis Grizzlies superstar John ja Morant after he went live on Instagram Live in a club with a gun. Now Colorado has a very diverse population, in my opinion. Politically, it is as far right and as far left as you can possibly go. It is a circle. And those people live like about 70 miles from each other. They're all right next to each other. So John Moran is under investigation in Glendale, which is a suburb of something. <sighs> Shotgun Willies, which is a club that I have been to a couple of times. Uh, it is what it is. It's a gentleman's club. He had the gun at this club. NBA rules prohibit a player from possessing a fire, firearm while on team property or traveling on team buses. Remember, Gilbert Arenas, a superstar for the Wizards, brought a gun to like a poker play, like on planes and things, and he got in a deep shit. In the video live streamed by Moran, here it is. It is not clear whether he was intoxicated or so drinking the firearm while on team property business. <sighs> Part of the deal with this is that he brought the gun to a place where he probably couldn't have had it and he brought the gun on a plane. That is a federal crime. Do we remember September 11th? So the NBA is investigating the situation. He has been suspended by the Grizzlies, which is like kind of, my guess, paid leave. Colorado is an open, an open carry state. Remember, it is as far right as it is left. The... Um, there are exceptions, including carrying a firearm on federal property. It is illegal in Colorado to possess a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. There's a chance he could go to jail for this. And the NBA, I... So the current commissioner is kind of a baby. He doesn't... He wants the players to like him. He's a player-friendly guy, which is good. I mean, having a good relationship with these superstars who have their own like they are existing brands and businesses some of these superstars and John Moran is one of the four or five guys that's like going to be the face of the NBA for the next 15 years him Luka Doncic I mean I would say those guys are one and two Tatum is kind of there can't have this guy as the face of the league now because this is a pattern of behavior there's a lot of shit going on and it's getting worse and worse and worse he brought a gun on a plane I mean, who? Know, I mean, it's up to the feds, bro. Like, if they can prove that he brought a gun on a plane and didn't buy it in Colorado, that's that's bad. It'll be up to authorities and district attorneys to see what they want to do to him. I think that we're in a situation where the NBA could. It might be smarter than to like really crack down on this. But I mean, again, what do I know? My gut feeling is that not much will come of this, and that it'll get worse. But you got a lot of um, a lot of talking heads that have been through some stuff. Uh, you know, uh, older, established uh, black men trying to unk, uncle him and advise him to stop this fucking shit. He could die a billionaire if he plays his cards right. A billionaire, but he wants to 
some street cred. Tough sitch. Tough sitch for chess. Tough sitch for the association. And we will see what happens with the Lamar Jackson contract. My gut feeling stays in the Ravens and it just gets weird. All right. March Madness College Basketball Conference Tournament is coming up this week. See you tomorrow.